Okay, welcome to On the Table. I'm Representative Dan Miller. We thank you for joining us today uh, for a discussion. Here we go. It's one of our better known districts. It's one of my favorite things we do when we talk to uh, some of my colleagues. But before we introduce our guest, we do have uh, Steph Hardman with me as always. Uh, she's the ED of the Democratic Caucus. Uh, Steph, how are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good, On a, even though it's a nice rainy day here. How about you? Is it raining how was your you Thanksgiving? Are? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. It was wonderful. Not long what, enough. What did you cook that was good? Uh, so I cook stuff that my kid actually hates and because uh, it's like good for you stuff. So I cook Brussels sprouts and glazed carrots and then um, some baked corn and I bring that to my aunt's house. All right. I'm, I'm a no on all that. Okay. Know, well, listen, that's, that's good effort. Yeah. That's not bad. That That's good effort. Uh, so so <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, listen, let's let's jump in because I'm very excited. We our mm -hmm. guest today, we actually tried to get her uh, earlier. Um, she's she's too popular. This is the problem. <laughs> she's too in demand. But with us is Mike, Mike, longtime colleague, but a fantastic uh, chairwoman, uh, Representative Donna Bullock from the 195th district in, in Philadelphia. Donna, how are you today? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I'm okay, and it's it's great to see you. I, I always enjoy when we're able to get together, and thank you so much for making the time. How was your Thanksgiving with your family? Well, you know, it was great. I, I cooked more than Stephanie did, um, <laughs> including, you know, the sweet potatoes with mm -hmm. the marshmallows on top, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And well, about three desserts. Yeah, we had banana pudding, coconut cake, mm. and apple crisp, all the desserts. Wow. Well, yeah, that's not and about all the all the other vegetables, some collard greens, mac and cheese, mm -hmm. potato salad. Yeah, it was a it was a spread, and of course, now, the turkey, how, how no big time. was the uh, family? How big was the oh, family? it was just me, my two boys, and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> just the four. It was just the people I live with. Yeah. We didn't have anybody from outside, so that's we ate it all, and we we were eating Wait. for a good couple of days. You, you didn't have any leftovers. Well, you had to have leftovers, right? Oh, we had leftovers. We've been eating That's turkey. That's why you cook all that food. You want the yeah. leftovers. Yeah, I made a nice turkey soup on that Sunday, and, and that, mm -hmm. everything that was left went into the turkey soup. You know, that's mm -hmm. how you do it. No, it's mm -hmm. really good. It's really good. I, I actually went, uh, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, so I, I was back back in, in my old state there for the holidays. And, um, we get like 30 people uh, for our mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. So. Oh. Listen, God bless you, Dan. We see people all the time on holidays. <laughs> I like to just kind of go into a little recluse. Yeah. Um, and it's just, no. you know, as little few people as possible. And look, when you say God bless, but I'll, I'll be honest, it, it, it's my aunt, my aunt. You know, I, my big role was showing up and um, and, and eating. So that's mm -hmm. what I did. But it was just it's a great time. It, whether you're big or small, being with family, I mean, that's what makes the holiday important. You know, so that's... Absolutely. Yeah, it's all good. Well, listen, we want to talk about you, um, the 195th, all your work, and of course, your leadership. Um, congratulations again with uh, your recent uh, sort of re-election as chair of the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus. We want to get into that. So we're very thankful for your time. But first, we have Steph's favorite game that we have to do. So Steph, what are we doing? It is my favorite game, and it's my more favorite game because you are not on a good track record with your guesses. You're so that makes up. me extremely happy. Yeah, okay. Stop down. Um, so we play uh, Two Truths two truths and a Lie, and obviously there are three options for Dan to guess, and two are true and one is not about Rep Bullock, her district, things like that. So we'll go through that scenario. You get to guess, and Donna gets to tell you which one is the, if your guess was right. Okay. I'm feeling lucky on this time, uh, this one here. I'm due. I'm due. All right. All right. Go ahead. Hit me with the first one. Go ahead. All right. Number one. 
Larry Fine of the Three Stooges, rappers Meek Mill and Lil Uzi Vert, and jazz composer John Coltrane have all called the 195th District home. So that's number one. All right. So, okay. Meek Mills. All right. That one sounds familiar, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for Donna. All right. A little bit of. All right. We'll see. Go ahead. What's the second one? Number two. While attending Temple University's Beasley School of Law, Rep Bullock worked as a tour guide at the Philadelphia Mu Museum of Art. So that is number two. Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's, we'll see. Okay. What's the third one? <laughs> Third one is the Philadelphia Zoo, founded in 1874 and located in the 195th, is all is known as the first zoo in America. So okay. All right. Okay. Two. All right. So let let's take a look here. Let's take a look. All right. Now I can't do this too long. Uh, Steph gets upset if I do. I this do. Too. You take forever. Right. Now look, Meek Mills. See, I gotta say that that's true, but you gave such a long list of people. So what I sometimes find, Donna, is they give like. 27 people and then one out of the 27th is wrong right but could be but, or couldn't be but i i, I think i think there Philly's is a, a cool meek. place man Philly's i know but it's a cool big place. place and you give me 27 names but do you, know, you meek, know who meek mills is of course oh man do you of course <laughs> and by the way you know who coltrane is yeah look. you know who little uzi vert is listen given given my given our shared interest Stooges. in criminal justice yeah. That one I got. Look, given our shared interest <laughs> in criminal justice reform, you know that I know Meek Mills, right? Okay. So, uh, so that that's got to be there. So, look, I I gotta go. Here's the problem. Meek Mills makes sense to me. Number two is I know that she's a lawyer. I know that she's a lawyer, but this mm -hmm. Museum of Art, I I don't know about that. But I could buy. Uh, I know the lawyer. I could guess Temple, but never heard of talk about Temple. And then the third thing here being the zoo. You're saying that. The, the zoo in 195 is the oldest zoo in the country. It was known as the first zoo in America. Does that sound right to you, Donna? She's not going to help you. No, she might have if you didn't. All right, look. All right. <laughs> you All should right, ask so my son. What you do know, Dan, is that I am the zoo connoisseur. Mm. That's right. She is a zoo connoisseur, but she could be setting me up with that. So, all right. Look, Donna is tough to read. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. She knows how to play poker. So, all right. So I got to pick the one that's not true. False. Yes. Right. The one that's not true. All pick right. I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go with number two. You think that number two is the lie? Um, yes. That that she did not. It's your yes, final yes. answer. Museum of Art. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Donna, what is it? You got it right. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> that Bam. was like exactly. seriously the first one out of like seven. No, no, no. <laughs> I got like yeah. 10 in a row. Look, that was really good. So, Donna, so tell us, so so all the names, that was actually correct, huh? That is correct. I live around the corner from the John Coltrane house. Meek Mills is a little boy from I grew up on North, on Burke Street. I live on Burke Street. If you hear one of his rappers, he talks about, raps, talks about growing up on Burke Street in Strawberry wow. Mansion. Lil Uzi Vert is a new rapper that's out there that folks are listening to. And I believe she mentioned uh, Larry from the Three Stooges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All parts of mainly all lived in strawberry mansion on top of it not just wow. the 195th but in strawberry mansion in north philadelphia wow that that's uh, that's crazy to have so much there now what about the zoo the, the, yes yeah. if you talk to my son malcolm who is all about the zoos you would know that his favorite zoo is the philadelphia zoo because it is yeah. our nation's first zoo 
There and you go. I, all right. I'm so glad I, I went with that one. There. Hey, Don, did you go to Temple? I'm not even. I went to the Beasley School of Law, right, <laughs> at Temple University, but I have never served as a tour guide at the Art there Museum. See, that, that's what they do, uh, Donna, is they give me a little bit of, they give me a lot of truth, and then like one little thing is wrong. And so. Yes. Uh, and we have, and I don't actually do this research. Um, Ian in our office does it. He's really good at it, so I make him do it all the time. He did a great well, job. That's yeah. right. Well, look, I, I think we're going to be on it. Thanks to Donna, we're going to be on a big winning streak with this game. So I'm excited, <laughs> excited to see where it goes. Look, Donna, you are, of course, as we mentioned, the, the chair of the Pennsylvania um, Legislative Black Caucus, uh, which obviously has a, a long and storied history as a main uh, key ingredient in not just our caucus, but how Harrisburg functions. So first, um, again, congrats on, on, on your reelection. Uh, tell me, um, how was it being elected to that uh, prestigious uh, position in the first place? When you first got it, what did it mean to you? Yeah, um, it was very, um, it was an honor, right? I knew that I was standing on the shoulders of others who had served before me, some other giants who have served in this legislature, David P. Richardson, other folks who have had the opportunity to lead this particular caucus, and to know that I had the confidence of my colleagues to lead the caucus, the Black Caucus, at a time um, that was critical for our Commonwealth and for our nation to come to grips where, where we were with race relations and social justice yeah. issues. We were on the hills of the George Floyd murder case, um, and my election was you know, six months after that. And so I knew I had a responsibility to respond to the, the calls for social justice, criminal justice reform, police reform, but also really addressing the um, systemic uh, inequities that we see in, in state government and, and having a role in that was very, um, was important. And, and I was honored that my colleagues trusted me with that role during that particular time. Well, and I want to tell you how much I appreciated this last term working with you. Uh, you look, the, uh, like you mentioned, your caucus has, a, you know, is a fantastic group and is a, a key part of our larger caucus. Uh, but I got to tell you, I thought uh, you did stand incredibly well on the shoulders of those who came uh, before you, and you took that caucus to even new, uh, some new heights. And I loved your focus on making sure that voice was even stronger on the floor. Uh, was that something you were intentionally trying to do or or how did that come together for you? Absolutely. It was, a, a, I thought we needed to be intentional about the work that we doing, We were doing. Our voices need to be heard because, you know, we represent, our caucus is about 30 plus this year, but uh, we were a little shy of 30 last year. And, you know, we knew that we weren't just representing the voices of our constituents back home, but black and brown voices throughout the Commonwealth. Yeah. Folks who may have a representative who doesn't look like them, share their lived experiences, share their culture, share their values, may not even share their political party. But we wanted to make sure that those voices were heard on the House floor and that, you know, not just in the House floor, that we were doing the kind of work that was necessary to, in, to influence legislation in a way that, um, those stakeholders' voices were heard whether or not they were in the building or not. So I thought it was important we reached out to stakeholders. We had listening sessions virtually and in-person, budget listening sessions. We don't do enough of that in, in, in Harrisburg to begin with, which is listening to the people. Um, and so we took, took it pretty serious to do that last year and to empower each of our members to feel that they had a role um, in, you know, um, in the legislative process and that their voices were important. 
And I, I appreciate your work, you know, Chair Miller, because you invited us to do that, right? You invited to, uh, the Black Caucus to be one of the stakeholders in our meetings to give feedback on legislation before it hit the floor. And and we took that seriously. And, well, you know, yeah, well, yeah, look, I'm glad if, you know, I appreciate the, a very nice comment, uh, but to me it was uh, the best I could say is uh, I'm a, uh, uh, look, uh, your voice is so integral uh, uh, as the caucus. Um, and I'm just glad to help if, if, if at anything, sort of provide another way to lift some of that up a bit more. Uh, but I wanna come back to what you, you were saying too, because uh, I know you referenced how the numbers have grown. So the numbers have grown from this year to last year. One of the things that, our, our mutual friend, um, and of course you know how how close I, you know I was uh, and am with Ed Ganey, but one of the big things that uh, the mayor uh, always told me is that um, the Black Caucus at times gets kind of confused in some people's mindset as just being some sort of offshoot of Philadelphia, uh, and how he was so concerned and wanted to definitely kind of make sure that uh, people knew that the, the Black Caucus is a Pennsylvanian caucus. Uh, but I'm also wondering how that maybe influences some of the work that you do. Yes, my conversations are sharing the office with Ed Ganey after he was your longtime office mate. Um, we've had those conversations about making sure that the Black Caucus was representative of the diversity of the Commonwealth, that Black folk and, and other communities of color live in other pockets across um, the Commonwealth, not just in Philadelphia, but we, you know, of course, Pittsburgh, but in other metro areas like uh, Harrisburg and Reading and Allentown. And look, and that that is shown this year, right? Because because of fair fair district maps that our leader, mm -hmm. future speaker worked so hard to to get. Because we had good candidates and because the people were actually able to vote for people they wanted to vote for, people who again share their experiences, share their values, perhaps share their culture and other uh, language um and, and other issues that they shared. We were able to elect the most diverse legislative body mm -hmm. this year in mm -hmm. our Commonwealth's history, right? We yep. have, um, I, I would tell you, it's close to, it's 39 members of color that includes both Black Pennsylvanians, Latino Pennsylvanians, and other members of AAPI and other members of color, 39. That is the largest we have been. Yeah. Um, and that is all because of the work that has been done by the redistricting commission, but also everyone else who that who were out there voting for the folks that they wanted to put into the general assembly, and well, that reflects mm -hmm. that diversity. The largest, oh, most mm -hmm. diverse legislative body we've had in our state's history. Well, and and to be fair too, I, I also think some of the growth, and you'll please correct me on this, but you know we've Central also Quebec. seen, yeah, we've seen we've, we've seen we've seen growth in areas too of of leadership. Uh, that are not from uh, minority-led districts. So, Absolutely. Yeah, just out here, right? We, we yeah, saw so we've seen most of our growth for the Black Caucus. We picked up three, four members in central Pennsylvania, in Lancaster, in, in Dauphin County, in Berks County. Um, and so we're really excited to welcome those members to the Black Caucus and to the General Assembly. But what I also think it stresses is that Black folk don't have to just represent Black districts, right? We right. we have values that we, and we have leadership skills and, and talent that we can bring to whichever district we represent. And that talent is being recognized by constituents who want folks who are gonna 
who are going to fight for them in Harrisburg, regardless of, you know, whether or not they're, you know, black or white or what, you know, whatever um, identity they may have. If that person is a fighter for their community, they're going to get elected. And what I love about this is that we see Pennsylvanians getting beyond these color lines, right, that they are just electing people who share their values and their talent. I have a lot of faith in the people of Pennsylvania, and they really showed up this year by electing this diverse legislative body that, as you mentioned, represents diverse communities, represents communities that may not, may or may not be minority majorities as well. Yeah. And that is just amazing. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I think you said it fantastic. And obviously we've seen it with Austin Davis uh, out here in the, in the West. We saw it with Summer Lee. Um, you know, with their uh, state house districts. And then we saw what you were referencing to regarding uh, you know, this year's election. Uh, we've seen, I think in some ways, uh, hopefully more of us moving beyond uh, what used to be the, what, what people thought would had to be uh, a quote unquote elected leader. Um, and, and that has changed. Uh, hopefully it's going to continue to change, but we've seen it move rather quick out here in the West. Uh, and again, I think it also uh, is a testament, like you were mentioning, to the quality of candidates that are coming up all, you know, no matter where you are, uh, there's a lot to be proud of. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're approaching our 50th anniversary as the Black Caucus here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 2023 is a big year for us. And we're going to use that year to really um, highlight Black leadership throughout the Commonwealth and particularly in Harrisburg. What we know is we look at Black leaders and often whether you're a mayor or a city council person or a state legislator, you're often coming from a community where you don't necessarily have all the resources in line to even run for office. Um, you don't often get the amount of um, donations or support from the institutions that that make campaigns happen, but folks are 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 running. They're they're running on their talent. They're running on their experience. They're running on their values, and people are responding to that. And uh, I think that this is a great time to showcase uh, you know black leadership here within the Commonwealth, specifically in the House, as we are poised to elect the first black woman, first uh -huh. woman to to the Speaker of the House and uh, and again have um, a number of black folk in leadership and you'll see uh, well you can look back Dan in the last four sessions or four years we've had a number of black folk in our leadership you know whether that one year where we had Representative McClinton, Representative Harris and Representative Youngblood three black folks in our House leadership for the Democratic Caucus and there was a time when folks said you can only have one you know, so we have moved yeah. beyond that. We have been moved beyond these quote unquote quotas and all these other right. barriers or that that people put up for no reason. And we've recognized leadership where it is and allow that leadership to to blossom. And and we've gotten behind that leadership and true leadership, true true um, you know fighters for for the Commonwealth. And they really you know really came out and sh and and show us what they're where they're here to do. And we're seeing the results of that fruit. And that is. No where we are today. You know, you you and I uh, coming in uh, not too far apart, but it is embarrassing almost because I do remember the conversations. Well, you can only have one person of color or maybe, uh, you know, maybe two, but it can't be this or that and something else, you know. So uh, even in our caucus, we've seen massive uh, step forward. Uh, I'll just generally say in the last decade, but it's been it's been growing and um, and it's been great to see. And like uh, you mentioned, uh, our leader, uh, Joanna McClinton, has definitely led not just uh, her district and not just Philadelphia, not just as an African-American woman, but she has led our caucus 
to great heights. And we're going to look forward to see what comes next. But speaking of which, let me ask you. You mentioned the 50th anniversary. Uh, obviously, it is a, a, a you know a fantastic milestone here. You mentioned how you're you're looking to try and highlight uh, some uh, some leaders. I'm imagining both past and current. Um, what what when do you expect this to kind of roll out? When what should people be looking for? Um, yeah, go ahead. Definitely. Well, we'll we'll definitely continue to do all of the work we've been doing the last two years. For example, our Crystal Bird Fawcett Awards, which happens in March. Crystal Bird Fawcett was the first black woman elected to the Pennsylvania General Assembly, but she was also the first black woman elected to any General Assembly in the country. We wow. did that first in Pennsylvania. Let me give you a point. Pennsylvania has a habit of doing things first. We don't do a great job of keeping it up. So we, we will definitely honor black women in state government, and we will have a ceremony for that in March, as we have been doing. We'll probably do it a little bigger. But our biggest event this year that we're going to be doing is the Kaylee Roy Irvis Day of Action, which will happen on the anniversary of Kaylee Roy Irvis being sworn in as the first black speaker of the Pennsylvania House. Again, not just the first here in Pennsylvania, first in the nation, because yeah. Pennsylvania has a habit of doing things first. We just don't keep it up. <laughs> So, but he has, that will be May 23rd. And we expect okay. that to be a day full of events. We hope to bring back former chairs of the Black Caucus, have a, a somewhat of a conference here at the Capitol where we will invite uh, Black leaders, clergy, business folks, um, all sorts of groups and, and stakeholders to the Capitol to participate in panel conversations, to meet with their legislators, um, and to just really talk about the an agenda for Black Pennsylvania on that particular day, um, honoring, of course, Kaylee Irvis, but honoring him with a day of action, not just commemoration, and then capping that day off with our scholarship awards, which we have named after um, our colleague, yeah. Jim Roebuck, who was chair of the Education Committee for many years here in the House. And we will yeah. you know, honor some students across the Commonwealth with a scholarship so that they can pursue their studies. But this is you know, some of the work that we're gonna be doing, we're planning, and then just throughout the year, making sure we are taking opportunities to bring folks to the Capitol, to share you know, their values, to share their priorities and legislative uh, priorities, and to bring that to the Capitol as many days as possible throughout the year, but definitely highlighting those two or three events that we have, and then making sure that those events are used to elevate a legislative agenda that's important to Black Pennsylvania. We're poised to do it. We are in this very uh, interesting majority right now, so it's an <laughs> opportunity right. for us to to make sure that we are focused and, and targeted in the work that we're trying to do as we navigate the waters of being in a slim majority with a governor that is uh, friendly to a lot of the issues that are important to us. Right. So this is an opportunity that for us to really go full steam ahead on all those issues that we've been advocating for for quite some time. Well, and look, I we got I got two other things here for you, and and I, I know your time is uh, short as well. But um, you know, um, economics, economics. You know, I remember at one point uh, there was a discussion, uh, and when uh, somebody had talked about um, uh, issues that matter to uh, African Americans, they they were focusing on criminal justice, uh, and I know that for you and I, we do talk criminal justice reform. We, we do. Uh, by the same token. Uh, uh, the point was raised uh, that, um, you know, while that is an issue, criminal justice, uh, there obviously is a, a massive amount of issues that matter uh, to Black Pennsylvanians, no matter where they are. Uh, but I want to just pause for a moment and just see if you can give me some thoughts regarding the economic um, reality and maybe 
where we need to be focused on um, to be sure that opportunity is for everyone in Pennsylvania. So I'm wondering if I could just pause, just get some general thoughts yeah. on the economics issue. Yeah, so if we want to address some of the issues you talked about, like criminal justice reform, let's first find a way to address some of those roots to root causes to folks ended up finding their, you know, getting into a path of crime. And and that is addressing poverty, addressing the meet the wealth gap disparities here in the Commonwealth. And much of that comes from uh, historical disinvestments in communities, historical policies that were um, downright racist, right? So we can talk about redlining, we can talk about um, the lack of access to financial capital, we can talk about housing policies that allowed folks, to, you know, white folks to, to become part of a middle class or suburban middle class, but didn't allow black folks to invest or buy homes in those same communities and, and gain wealth from that. We can talk about all of the other policies um, that were quite frankly, institutionalized that cre um, created and exasperated those gaps through generations. So I think we need to do a couple of things, invest in housing in a real way um, for all Pennsylvanians, but by doing that, we know that it will have a significant impact on Black Pennsylvanians who have been so far behind when it comes to home ownership, when it comes to having value in their properties. Mm -hmm. um, that is one, investing also in small businesses, again, all Pennsylvanians benefit from it, but we also know that Black small businesses have been for so long far behind on the opportunities to to contract with the Commonwealth, to, to gain access to capital so they can build their businesses. I believe in this policy is an economic policy that has been promoted by um, a woman who is now with the uh, Biden administration and economists called Black Women Best. And it basically says, if you invest in Black women first so that she can be at her best, then everybody benefits. So, right, if you invest in a Black woman, make sure that her health care is taken care of, she's getting equal pay, she has access to child care, she can now invest in, you know, her child's education, she can maintain her household, she can invest in her own education or a business or even give back to a charitable cause that's giving to her community, then we all do better for that. Um, and so we care, I mean, I think it's a very much um, a part of anyone's faith that if we care for those least fortunate among us, right, then everybody benefits from that investment in those most vulnerable folks. And so um, we need to do that here in Pennsylvania. We need to close the wealth gap between Black Pennsylvanians and white Pennsylvanians. And there's a lot of work to get that done. You know. Housing is one space to do it. And of course, I, I think investing in small business is a second way to do that. Well, look, it's it's obviously thank you. It's it's obviously a major issue with it, and, and like uh, like you were mentioning, uh, there are certain policy uh, uh, issues that can sort of raise all boats, right? Exactly. And, and we got to do that. By the way, I and my last point here with you, and I, I I'll let you go. Just it, before you go to your last point, I just because oh, I I love the raise all boats sort of. Yeah. Um, uh, quote that we all hear, right? Yeah, but I stole sometimes that. we have to, yeah, you stole it yeah. from somewhere, right? No, we we've all heard it, right? Um, but sometimes we have to realize that we're not in all the same storm. So, right, while we may be lifting all of these boats, some of us are in a different storm in that boat. And so um we need to, you know, just address the the environment that and the what folks bring to the table or what is 
hitting them the obstacles they see while they're in the same boat. Because we may be in the same boat, we're not in the same storm. Right. No, I, look, I, I got you, and thank you for bringing that up. I, I appreciate it. I, I might have stole that from Kennedy. I don't know where I, you know, who did it, but that's all good. Speaking of good, I want to mention the gavel here. So if people who are looking to stay active, not just on Donna's work, but um, all of the Legislative Black Caucus work, we do have it up on our, our website. And Donna, I, I went through this. You actually put through a lot of information regarding what you yeah. what the caucus has been working on. So this is a, a tremendous sort of uh, amount of work that you reflect. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm impressed. Dude, with I read through that, that a couple of days ago, and it was like yeah. awesome. I was like, this thing is cool. It's hot. It's uh, yeah. chock full. Thank you. It was hard. We had to cut things because we were mm -hmm. really we did so much. We really did so much, and we made sure that um, the Black Caucus was engaged, whether it was partnering with other groups and 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 finding those coalitions that we can but yeah. we did a lot of work in the last you <laughs> know shows. couple of months and definitely well i love it it's like i said i you know and you saying that you had to cut you had so much in here you know from the crown act to the equal pay to you know to everything in here that you guys were doing and reflecting members from all over the state uh, you know, that was fantastic as well. So, uh, look, usually, to be honest, sometimes you see these newsletters, we, and, and we're all perhaps a little bit guilty, but they may not always be the most unique, and you know, they could be very general. Uh, here, your gavel is fantastically done uh, and really gives some great insight as to uh, the entire spectrum of work that the Legislative Black Caucus is focusing on. So I want to bring people's attention to it and just say, hey, great job. Thank you. Put a lot of work into it. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it shows, Chairwoman, it shows. And and look, uh, I want to thank you, obviously, so much for joining us uh, today. I, I know we had a couple scheduling things that, you know, uh, but this is what happens. You're a busy woman. You're a busy woman. So but we made I, it happen. We had a busy year. We had a lot going right. on this year with elections and all. But listen, we are here now. Um, and I look forward to our continued partnership. And you've been a great ally to the Black Caucus. So thank you for that. Uh, listen, thank you. Thank you for all your work. And what I will say, um, as your 50th anniversary comes through, okay, we got to have you back and maybe even bring some more of your team too. Uh, you know, because I, uh, I know you got obviously a great leadership team there as well. But we we will ask for you to come back. I hope you I hope you won't mind. It's a date. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Representative Bullock, uh, for both Steph and I. We appreciate your time and we'll catch you all next time on the table.